meeting will come to order and the clerk will call the roll. Alder Kemmel. King. Palm. Fair. Rummel. Skidmore. Revere. Wood. Zellers. Aarons. Balde. Bidarsilov. Carter. Cheeks. Clear. DeMarb. Eskrich. Gruber. Hall. Harrington McKinney. We have quorum. Quorum present. The council's in session. Uh, Alderman Verveer. Thank you, Mayor. Good evening, all. Why don't we move uh, immediately to the suspension of our customary rules? So I would formally move to suspend rules 2.04, order of business 2.05, introduction of business 2.24, ordinances and 2.25 resolutions for items so designated on the agenda. Motion is there a second? There is motion second on suspension. Not debatable on suspension. All those in favor, aye. Aye. Opposed, no. Motion carries. Alderman Verveer. Thank you. I would I would uh, actually make a uh, suggestion that we recognize Alder Person Clear at this time for purposes of moving agenda item number one. Alderman Clear. Thank you, Mr. Mayor and Mr. President. Move adoption of item one. Second. There's second. Motion is second. Item one is before us. Alderman Clear. Thank you. I would like to read the resolution commending the James Madison Memorial High School Forensics Team, champions of the 2016 Wisconsin Forensics Coaches Association State Tournament. Whereas extra and co-curricular activities at the high school level teach important team and life skills, and students as individuals may find interest in one of any number of different activities. And whereas public speaking is a life skill of tremendous importance, which will serve students in participating, students, so much for my public performance here, will serve students participating in forensics throughout their further education and careers. Whereas Memorial East and West and La Follette High Schools each have strong forensics traditions, and whereas each of these high schools programs advance students to one of two state tournaments in 2015-16 season, and whereas the James Madison Memorial High School Spartan Forensics team finished the 2015-16 season as state champs for the ninth consecutive year in the Wisconsin Forensic Coaches Association tournament for a total of 13 state championships in 16 years. And whereas the Spartan team is comprised of students from 9th through 12th grade who prepare for the competition throughout the school year and involves over 90 students, and whereas the team sent students to the state tournament to compete in 25 categories, and whereas seven students were declared state champions, six were awarded second place, three students were awarded third place, one student was awarded sixth place, and nine students were semifinalists, placing the Spartans first with 302 team points. And whereas Coach Thomas Harden, with the assistance of Tim Shelfer, Tom Kellogg, Anna Frudenberg, Dave Sibley, Cassie Kors, Susan Jornby, Melanie Harden, David Hoffert, and David Olson assisted the team and individual members to achieve excellence. 
And whereas the Madison community is proud of the teamwork, dedication, and spirit demonstrated by the students of the Spartan Forensics team, and whereas the Mayor and Common Council wishes to recognize the strong support for the Spartan Forensics team by Principal Jay Affelt, parents, student body, faculty, staff, and all Spartan fans everywhere. Now, therefore, be it resolved that the Mayor and Common Council congratulates Coach Tom Harden, his assistant coaches, and the entire Spartan Forensics team on their successful season and their 2016 state championship. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Thank you so much. We uh, humbly use the mic. On behalf of uh, James Madison Memorial, the forensic team, we humbly thank you uh, for this award. Uh, it was more difficult this year than it ever has been, and uh, we're anticipating that Sun Prairie and uh, Madison West and a number of the other teams around the state will be even more competitive next year. Uh, I'd like to introduce to you Leah Halsey. She took second place in four minutes speaking. Uh, please give a round of applause for Leah. yourself or know anyone who has one, you've been affected by the demon punctuation. Yes, menstruation is the worst, period. However, this sometimes uncomfortable subject is also widely misunderstood in today's society. To dive deeper into the world of the female reproductive system, we will first talk of the stigma surrounding the menstrual cycle, then what really is going on down there, and finally talk of some ways around the negative side of that. Throughout the years, people have reacted to this distasteful bloodbath in equally distasteful ways. It is evident in religious texts such as the Bible, Quran, and Torah, where women are seen as unclean and unholy during their times of bleeding. This theme resonates to modern-day India, where according to the article, The Taboo of Menstruation, young Indian girls are told, when you menstruate, don't cook food, touch idols, or even handle pickles, because they will go rotten with your touch. Even recently in the United Kingdom, a 5% tax was issued on menstrual products, classifying them as unessential luxury items. So to fight the tax, women have begun bleeding freely outside Parliament, <laughs> signifying an insurgence of women finally fighting back against this negative stigma. Many observe that women become seemingly terrifying monstrous beasts once a month. However, they're ignorant to realities that cause this behavior change. According to Is This Normal, the sex book my mom gave me when I was 10, menstruation is all about the journey of the egg. Starting at the ovaries, the egg slowly travels down the fallopian tubes. Meanwhile, the uterus builds up a fleshy lining to cushion a possible fetus. When the egg reaches the uterus and has been fertilized, the egg and the uterine lining are shed in the form of a bloody mess. During this time, many women experience abdominal cramps, which are due to the uterus contracting to assist in the shedding. However, other side effects include aggression, indigestion, breast swelling, and weight gain. Now by this point, we are all feeling slightly distressed, thinking that menstruation is only a perpetual cycle of crazy, but don't fret. There are ways around these negative side effects. According to my gynecologist, Dr. Mary Jo Bauman, 
simply maintaining a healthy lifestyle by getting enough exercise and eating a healthy diet can greatly improve the body's ability to cope with menstruation. Time keeps the abdomen, reduces cramps, and certain birth control pills help calm down and regulate periods in general. However, if you're just one of those girls that won't stand the blood, there's a cure. Pregnancy. <laughs> During the nine months of pregnancy, the uterine lining is no longer shed due to its essential purpose in the growth of the baby. Another so-called cure is menopause, which is the natural ceasing of the menstrual cycle. This method, however, requires a certain level of patience. For <laughs> menopause naturally occurs in women between ages 45 and 55. However, if you just decide to stick it out like the rest of us, the best advice I can give is for women to get to know their body, track their cycles, and notify their doctors with any unusual changes. Now, with all of this uncomfortable information that I forced you to sit here and listen to today, the only conclusion to be made is that periods are terrible. <laughs> However, they're also important, and whether we like it or not, they aren't going anywhere. I told you of the stigma surrounding the menstrual cycle, how it all works, and ways around the negative side effects. So, menstruation may be a pain in the uterus for all of us. The next time good old Aunt Flo visits you or a woman in your life, don't panic, and be sure to not let it cramp your style. <laughs> Thank you. Further discussion? <laughs> Seeing none, on the question, which is adoption, all those in favor, aye. Opposed, no. Motion carries. Thank you. Uh, where does that take us, Alderman Revere? Thank you, Mayor. That's a tough act to follow, to be sure. <laughs> I, I will. Without objection, I, I would ask that we proceed immediately to uh, item on our agenda addendum, and that is agenda item number 92, a resolution establishing a sister city relationship between the city of Madison, Wisconsin, and the United States and the city of Carnifing, Gambia, Africa. And I would uh, ask that we um, proceed to Alderperson Balda for a motion and reading. Is the there any objection to taking up item 92 out of order? Seeing no objection, so ordered. Alderman Balda. Yeah, I'd like to move a motion to uh, uh, motion to move uh, item 92. Motion to adopt second. item 92. There is a second. The motion in the item is before us. Sir. Read the resolution now, please. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, whereas the cities of Carnifin and Madison share many similarities and uh, desire to develop friendship and uh, relations uh, and cooperation in several areas of uh, mutual interest, and whereas the citizens of both cities work to build, develop, sustain strong global relationship, and whereas friendship unites people of all ages, backgrounds, and thereby culturally enrich the lives of citizens of both cities. And whereas the exchange will empower each citizens and communities to conduct long and short term projects and initiatives for, mul uh, for mutual benefits of all. And whereas the city, uh, whereas the uh, Madison City Council believes that the proposed sister city relationship between the city of Madison, uh, Wisconsin, United States, and the city of Carnifin, the Gambia, West Africa, 
will promote and facilitate a greater understanding of the cultural, economic, and educational ideas of the two communities and their citizenry. Now, therefore, be it resolved that the Madison Common Council establishes a sister city relationship between the city of Madison in Wisconsin in the United States and the, citizen, and the city of Carnifing in the Gambia, West Africa, authorizes the mayor to execute a sister city agreement to establish that relationship. Thank you. Thank you. Motion and a second. Discussion. Alderman Trevere. Did you? Or is this thank, thank you. No, thank you, Mayor. Thank you, Mayor. Uh, I, we have quite a um, group here tonight for this resolution. Uh, Alder Person Balda could introduce them, but there is a uh, delegation that is here from uh, uh, the Gambia, as well as many Madisonians uh, that are here that are members of the Sister City Committee tonight. So at this time, I would like to uh, request that all those comfortable would move to proceed to the podium. And we do have an exchange of representational gifts uh, between the delegation and myself uh, on behalf of the Common Council. And I know that, that some of them would like to say a few words as well. So I'd, I'd ask uh, Alderperson Balda as well to come forward for the presentation. So uh, this is a little bit weird for me now, a little bit. So uh, when we all do the introduction, uh, and then I think after that we'll go into deliberations and the gift and stuff like that. So uh, the council members know my name is Sambo Balde. Uh, I was uh, born in the Gambia, uh, moved here 16 years ago, and now um, part of the city council. Jere Kujabi to my right, he's the president of the um, sister city committee, the Carnifing sister city in the uh, city of Madison. Uh, so, um, you want to say something now? And then uh, call the rest of the people, <laughs> or how do we go? Well, now that you put me on the spot, I'll say something. I thought you were just going to make the introduction and I'll go sit down. Um, like I said, my name is Jared Kujabi. I am the uh, president of the Madison Sister City uh, Committee. Um, and uh, for the past eight months, we've been working on this process. I wanted to say thank you to uh, all the Balde uh, for um, bringing this up and all the uh, council uh, members that are, that are here today. So uh, next we will call on part of CISA. Part of CISA is part of the uh, Sister City Committee as well. Good evening. I thank you guys for having us here today. I'm excited that we are having um, the Sister City um, um, relationship with Carnifing and Madison. I hope it goes through today, tonight. Um, like Jerry said, we've been working on this the past eight months, and we have several of our committee members here. Rakina is one of them. Nima and um, 
Julie and Amadou and Musa are all part of the committee members of this um, sister city committee that we, we are working on. Um, we see this to be a really good opportunity for both uh, citizens of both our communities to um, benefit from the sister city relationship and both communities can learn from each other and benefit from it. So we hope everything goes well tonight. Thank you. All right, so we will now call on the uh, representative uh, from the Kanifin Municipal Council, uh, the city of Kanifin, Pa uh, uh, Khalifa. Your Worship, the Lord Mayor, all the Sambabangle, and distinguished members of the City of Madison Council, uh, Gambian community fairly represented here on my right. It is indeed an honor that I have the opportunity to be here with uh, Mr. Bulidiba from the Gambian Ministry of Lands and Regional Government. My name is Pa Khalifa Sanyang, Chief Executive Officer of the Carnifing Municipal Council. A couple of months ago, I received um, information from the Sister City Committee here in Madison that they are leading an initiative to get the city of, cities of Kairofing and Madison to enter into a sister city relationship within the framework of um, North-South cooperation. And then they sent in forwarded a document that would conceptualize the basis of their relationship. I had the opportunity to go through that with, my foreign relations, with the Foreign Relations Committee of my council and then we came to agreement that it is a venture worthwhile and worth taking up. So that was the reason why we flew in from Banjul to come and witness the official presentation of this proposal to this Honorable Council. And I'm glad that it passed through without almost unanimously. And then on behalf of the Mayor and the people of Kanifing, we wish to thank most sincerely our compatriots, the government community in Madison, that have worked, to my understanding, day in, day out for eight consecutive months to get this agenda moving. And I would want to say also that we are honored that the mayor and his team here have also conceded to that effect, and that we hope that this will come to be a very fruitful relationship between our two cities. On that note, I wish to turn to my seat unless you have questions for me. Thank you. Yep. So I think at this point we'll just do the gift exchange, and then uh, if there are any uh, other people who want to speak, I think we can follow the process so we don't hold this up. Uh, the vote is also coming. This is not voted on yet, so just so everybody knows that. <laughs> uh, so, um, okay, we'll, we'll have a couple of speakers then before we do the gift. Bully, come forward. Let's do this quick, so... <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Mayor, the President of the Council, and all Council members. I say greetings from the Republic of the Gambia, the smiling coast of West Africa. I feel at home. I've lived in Minnesota most part of my life. I've spent 17 good years in Minneapolis, and I went back some 11 years ago to take part in the national development of the Gambia. So coming back to Wisconsin here, I feel at home. 
and I thank you for giving us this opportunity. My presence here today is to represent my ministry as the permanent secretary of the, one of the largest ministries in the Gambia, Ministry of Lands, and also the ministry in charge of uh, regional government. All the local councils are under my ministry. We supervise and monitor the activities of the, of the councils. So I'm here to witness this process and also to acknowledge the efforts put in by our Gambian ambassadors uh, from, the, uh, from within Madison here. This is what is expected of every good citizen of, of their country. Uh, it's all part of the nation building. It's all part of the same process. And we are very much inspired by your rich cultural heritage uh, of, of Madison, the, sister of, uh, the city of Madison. The, the human contact and cultural links that we are trying to foster here will go a long way into making a great deal of uh, difference in the lives of ordinary Gambians. This is more than just Gambia. It's about um, the people's lives that we are talking about here. We, for the first time, we are trying to do um, this kind of partnering with a, with a country outside, out of Africa. So this is the first opportunity we have, and I want, I want to appeal to all of you to give us this opportunity by passing this motion tonight so that you can understand where and, uh, we are coming from and what is all about Gambia and Africa. It's going to be uh, uh, a mutual benefit to all of us and communities especially, not the government, but the communities, the citizens of the, 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 the council. The training programs are between the local authorities disseminating the best practices. Like here, we are going around to see certain uh, infrastructures like the sewage system, things that we believe Gambia can copy from and can learn also from. And also to learn from the, your cultural, rich cultural heritage. This is this, the, the champion of democracy. And Gambia, as a young democracy, we have a long way and we are in the learning process. So we think Madison is the best place to be and we are happy to be here. Thank you all. Thank you. So, anybody else want to say something before? Musa. My name is Musa. I am a real estate agent. I moved up here in 2009, and I am part of the committee. We are just excited to have this opportunity. Not only we are the force. African um, sister African sister city um, with the United States, but we will be the first country in Africa to have um, a sister city between um, Madison and Africa. That's what I want to say. Thank you. Thank you. My name is Adrienne White, affectionately known in the community as Rakina. I am not a Gambian. I was born in the United States. Um, I work at the university as a women's health nurse practitioner. And um, my first trip to the Gambia was in 2011. And then I went back in 2014 and 2015. I was, um, I'm a women's health nurse practitioner, but I also was getting a global health certificate through the Global Health Institute on campus. And I needed to do a field experience. And I did that field experience in the Gambia working with adolescent girls. Um, the student that was here, um, I taught sexual and reproductive health, so I really related to her, um, her reading. <laughs> and 
believe it or not, these are some of the things that I talk about with the Gambians, um, with the girls in the Gambia. Um, as many of you probably know, if you know much about the Gambia, it's predominantly um, a Muslim country, but the girls that I work with were very openly talking about these issues. So women's health is what I champion, and I think that Madison can learn a lot from the Gambia, um, the people, the, the humanitarianism, and the ability of the people to do great things with very little. So I think that this will be a great reciprocal relationship between the two cities, and I'm really excited about this possibility. So thank you all for, for entertaining us today. Thank you. Thank you. She forgot to mention the food. You know, it's, it's, it's really good. And we have a sample outside in the hallway tonight if you guys want to try that and some beverages as well. Amadou. My name is uh, Amadou Jane. Uh, thank you, the mayor, and thank you, the council. Uh, I'm the treasurer of the Sister City Council Committee. Um, uh, I live in Santori for 17 years. I own my own house and I have uh, married with four kids. And I worked with the post office for 12 years as a mail courier. I work at Allied Drive for seven and a half years. Uh, so many people as a mailman ask me so many questions. <laughs> um, as a male man, when they see me, most of the time they say, you Nigerian? No, I'm not a Nigerian. <laughs> what are you then? I'm a Gambia. I'm from Gambia. Though I'm from West Africa. So, but most of the people ask me, how way is Gambia? When they ask me, I say, go look at the map. When you look at the map, they will never find Gambia in the map. Where is Gambia? Look at the map everywhere, I cannot find Gambia. So, well, Gambia is a small country. If you want to look at Gambia in the map, look at Senegal. See, I see Senegal, but I never see Gambia. Well, look Gambia inside Senegal. Then you will see Gambia. Well, I, since this idea came up, I really supported the idea because I've been working on Allied Drive and so as so many people always ask me, I really want to know my roots. Because if you look at, if you look at the TV, mostly in before July 4th, there is, a, on BET, on most channels, there is roots there. You can call it roots. It's like um, the, the movie. So many people ask me, when they ask me when I'm from Gambia, say, well, they leave roots. So yeah, I want to know about roots. So these connections, I believe, it will really help the community here to be connected to know their roots back in Gambia. As some even even people call me, no, you are Kunta Kinde. <laughs> I say yes, I am Kunta Kinde. I know Kunta Kinde where Kunta Kinde is from. So if you want to access your roots, you can go back to Gambia and find out where Gambia is. So. Uh, I would really appreciate if you guys uh, could recommend this for us. Thank you. Well, Leon. Uh, <clears throat> <clears throat> 
<laughs> Hello, how you doing? My name is Leon Bettis. Uh, I've been living in Madison for about 10 years now. I work in American Family Insurance. I'm an engineer there. Um, one of the things, of the experience I had was finding out about Gambia experience. It opened my eyes. And uh, one of the things that I've had conversations about were, what is Gambia like? Or what is it like even to be in Africa? Because a lot of times there's been such media that says Africa is not the place to visit if you want to go overseas, you know, go to Europe or go somewhere else in that nature. So when I got the experience to hear about what Gambia had to offer, I was excited. You know, I remember talking to these guys saying, like, man, I never heard about the festivals and things of that nature. And I said, man, you know, the only thing I can think of when I think of Africa is you know, man, is it safe? Is it safe for me to be there? And I've had my eyes open just from the experience of knowing people from Gambia. So if we had some like a sister city here, there'd be so many other people can get that branding the saying Africa is not a bad place. It's somewhere that can be enjoyable for us. So I would love to have this uh, as a sister city right here in Madison because all of us can benefit from it. Uh, you did put me on the spot. I wasn't planning on saying that. So this is all off the top of my head of what I feel. I'm coming from the heart trying to just tell you what I feel and what I think. Uh, so I hope you guys can come to a resolution to say this can become a sister city. Thank you for taking the time to hear my voice. You guys have a good day. Thank you. All right. Uh, you want to speak? Uh, what's his name again? Yeah. Good afternoon, Lord Mayor, um, uh, members of the council, um, councillor or elder uh, Samba, the delegation from the Gambia, our fellow um, Gambian brothers and sisters residing in medicine. Um, I'm a representative of the Gambia Embassy in Washington, D.C. I also flew over to join uh, my brothers and sisters to witness this very important occasion in the history of uh, Gambia. Uh, we do understand the people of the Carnifing municipality, which is the largest municipality in the Gambia, will actually be uh, benefiting from this. But we believe uh, the city of medicine can definitely um, exchange a lot of you know, benefits with um, uh, the sister city of Carnifing that will also go a long way in the benefiting the entire Gambian population. The Gambia is a small country in West Africa with a population of almost 2 million people. We are a young democracy, as the PS has just alluded to. Gambia has a lot to offer. Uh, uh, we are called the smiling coast of, it used to be West, but now the whole of Africa because of the hospitality. Uh, crime rate is just less than 3% per annum. Um, it's so nice. People are very much welcoming. We have beautiful beaches. Uh, we have a very wonderful um, climatic condition. If you go to Gambia right now, it's the same as this prevailing weather in medicine. You will just love it. Uh, people are definitely beautiful, and they will love to see always people coming to the Gambia, especially people from the United States of America, because it's the greatest country in the whole world. Whole world. Um, like I said, it is indeed a pleasure 
for me to stand before you uh, to say some few words with regards to this sister city relationship. We are hopeful that this will give you guys, or you may call it the litmus test, because I'm sure you've never had any relationship with any, with any city um, in Africa. So for Gambia, Carnifing being the first one, definitely we believe will go down in history, and we as Gambians will be very much proud of it. So um, in conclusion, we wish to thank you for giving us this opportunity to stand before you and to express our views, hoping that uh, this council, this beautiful council, you know, will pass um, this resolution. Thank you so much. Thank you. Nima, you want to say something? No? Ismail, you want to say something? Sam, is going. Anybody else? <coughs> Sue? No? I told you you're from Africa too. <laughs> Alright, so I guess uh, at this point there's nobody else. If, if, if you want to speak, you can sign the papers and send it to the mayor, and then he will call your name and you can come and say something uh, if you feel like saying something. So, uh, Leon, yeah. Come and say something. Come and say something. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse my hair here. Uh, my name is Diane. I'm a nurse at the VA hospital, and I've had the pleasure of knowing Samba through Leon. And I <clears throat> sometimes I, it's quite often that we forget how cultures are so different, and I think that this is a great opportunity for us to kind of open up our eyes on their culture and their hospitality and learn um, about their culture as well as for us to kind of show our culture to them and it's just such a great opportunity to learn about um, others through such a great um, opportunity so uh, I think sometimes we forget how easy it is to look past that simple fact and so I think that this would be a great opportunity so thank you so Sam Gao Sure. Yeah. Just don't go against <laughs> <laughs> My name is Sam Gawo. Uh, my girlfriend and we both work together. I'm sure some of you on the council tonight or prior to tonight received uh, either emails or phone calls to the contrary why you shouldn't support uh, this resolution. But I hope you all support the resolution because I'm not from the Gambia. I was born and raised in Liberia. And similar to the people of Gambia, Liberia has its own struggle in the early 90s. And every little bit helped the poor people in those villages that were benefit from the Sister City program. So I hope you guys consider the people I support tonight. Thank you. Thank you. So cameraman want to say something so quick so we can wrap it up now. Uh, good evening to you all. Uh, my name is Sankule Jalo. Uh, I'm the uh, volunteer for WYOU. I know most of some of you guys know, know me. So I'm here today to represent me, myself, and WYOU because it's there is a lot of similarity between my camera and some cameras in the Gambia. 
So we can learn through each other here. They can come, we can go and learn. And the other thing I wanted to say, uh, this is an important thing to all of us. Because, uh, as you know, there are a lot of uh, things going on uh, in Africa, here, like this Zika virus. is going on in this country. And some people can come from the Gambia, from the university, and come teach these people here. Some people can leave here and go to Gambia, teach them what's going on in here. So that's why this is very important. Uh, this is the city uh, uh, committee, and uh, it is very important to us. And I will never uh, see something important like this one here. So please, I'm begging all of you guys, approve this. Uh, it is important for Madison, for Gambia, for everybody. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. No? Uh, okay, well, I guess, uh, like I said earlier, if you want to say something, uh, you can fill out a form and then we can. We should do it. All right, very good. So, but anyway, if you want to say something, you still have that option. Uh, but I just wanted to say, you know, before I, we do the gift exchange, uh, my mother is here. For some of you who've known me for the past couple of, you know, uh, months and whatever, you know, my mom is here. She can't speak English. I'm sure she would have come to the podium and say something. But if she say whatever, nobody's going to understand it. So she's going to do that. <laughs> so, Mike, we can do the gift exchange now. Thank you once again. On behalf of the mayor and the people of Kanifing, I have the distinct honor to present this little gift here, a portrait to the mayor of Madison City Council. This is depicting a palm wine tapa from the Gambia. Some cultures in the Gambia have a strong affection for palm wine. And this is a guy in the evening going towards the bushes to tap the wine. And it's so fresh when they... I mean, I, I've never tested it. But <laughs> I'm sure they, they like it. So it's a cultural thing. And it's very much part of our community setup. So on behalf of the mayor, I have the honor to present this to the... To Mike. To Mike. For the council. Thank you. This little artifact here is a crocodile. In our city, we have a sacred pool that is a major tourist attraction center. It is called the Kachikali Pool. It is a sacred pool inhabited by lots and lots of crocodiles, and the tourists find their ways all the time. They are so friendly that you can go to the extent of rubbing their backs, and uh, most of them are quite harmless. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah, not all. Tourists from 
every part of the world that I've been to the Gambia have had the opportunity to go and visit these crocodiles. And uh, it's my fervent wish that someday, so soon, some of you would have the opportunity to come to Kanifing and go to see these crocodiles live. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And then, uh, very briefly, uh, on behalf of the Madison Common Council, I want to present to you and the delegation the uh, formative history of our great city here, Madison, Wisconsin, uh, represented in this book of our history. And. Uh, and very good. And 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 and, and thank, on behalf of all of my colleagues, thank you very much for the beautiful gifts that you've shared with us this evening. And rest assured, those will be on permanent display in our office, uh, in the office of the Common Council. And we thank you very much. Uh, and with that, we should move on to the discussion amongst ourselves and the vote to uh, hopefully create our first sister city, sister city relationship with a, a community in the continent of Africa. Um, Carnifying uh, Gambia. Thank you all very much. Thank you. Uh, motion before us is adoption. Further discussion on the question? Seeing none, all those in favor, aye. aye. Opposed, no. Motion adopted. It's unanimous. Thank you. Mayor, uh, obviously we're past our uh, required time for public hearings of 6:45. However, I uh, wish to proceed to our so-called um, consent agenda at this time to allow um, probably several folks that are here the opportunity to, to leave us um, by dispensing of those items that are on our so-called consent agenda. For those that aren't familiar with our process, uh, the consent agenda uh, will be moved now with the recommendation uh, listed for each item on our agenda, except those items which have registrants wishing to speak, of which there are some here tonight. Items which require an extraordinary roll call vote and are not included on the consent agenda by unanimous consent, and items which colleagues have separated out for discussion or debate purposes. So with that introduction, uh, agenda items two through eight are public hearing items that will be taken up in due course immediately after this motion. Uh, additionally, uh, for separation will be a motion to reconsider our previous action of agenda item number 12, a resolution of the city urging the United States Senate to take action and advice and consent on the President's nomination of Judge Merrick Garland to the Supreme Court of the United States. Additionally, there are several extra majority items 
that will be recorded as unanimous votes unless a roll call or exclusion is requested. Uh, those items for the record are as follows. Agenda item number 18, resolution authorizing Metro Transit to amend the Metro 2016 adopted operating budget to appropriate $150,000 for a Metro fund balance to support a contract to repair and refurbish underground diesel fuel storage tanks and ongoing cleaning and maintenance of those tanks, approving plans and specifications, and authorizing the Board of Public Works to advertise and receive bids for this work. Agenda item 23, a resolution authorizing the increase of Madison Police Department fleet vehicles by one and reallocating 2016 operating and grant funds to provide for the purchase of one 12-passenger van. Agenda item number 24, a resolution amending the 2016 capital budget of major streets and authorizing the mayor and the city clerk to execute an agreement with Strand Associates Incorporated for Design Engineering Services for the Blair Street General and Drive Corridor Study. Agenda item number 26, a substitute resolution allocating funds appropriated in the 2016 operating budget for prior year encumbrances to match actual carry-forward encumbrances in various departmental accounts and decreasing the contingent reserve by $234,257. Agenda item number 28, a resolution amending the 2016 adopted operating budget to appropriate $40,716.91 from contingent reserve to the employee assistance program to cover fees charged by the external EAP provider and needed EAP software. And agenda item number 32, a resolution amending the city's adopted 2016 capital budget to increase by $60,000. Economic Development Division's funding sources, expenditures, and allocation for project number 13 of the tax incremental district number 48, Park and Drake Streets, to provide additional funding for the Greenbush neighborhood small cap. 40, 43? 32. Uh, is that to district 43? Yes, district. Project number 13 to district 43. Thank you. To provide additional funding for the Greenbush neighborhood small cap TIF, supporting the conversion of deteriorating rental housing into renovated owner-occupied housing. Additionally, this motion would include, uh, with the following additional recommendations, these items noted. For agenda item 29, uh, we will um, have, I think, Alderperson McKinney uh, make a motion to recuse herself momentarily. Uh, and uh, I'll ask for separation on agenda item 53 for that purpose for myself. So that will be formally separated so uh, President Pro Tem Rommel can make a motion on agenda item 53. For agenda item 54, a resolution authorizing the Department of Planning, Community, and Economic Development to create the Mayor's City Design and Placemaking Initiative to raise the profile of design throughout the City of Madison and encourage the creation of welcoming public and private spaces through high-quality architecture design and placemaking. The recommendation of staff is to place the resolution upon, on file. And uh, lastly, uh, to be included for adoption as part of this uh, consent motion is agenda item 93, granting a temporary Class B retailer license concurrent with street use permits to back porch radio broadcasting incorporated for the 200 block of Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard for an event this Sunday, May 22nd for their 19th annual WORT block party. The recommendation from the Alcohol License Review Committee is to grant. A special meeting was held this afternoon for that purpose. 
then lastly, the items for separation beyond item 53 for purposes of, of Alder Person Rummel making the motion are a request to exclude agenda item number 25, a substitute resolution authorizing city staff and the local food committee to explore the option of building the Madison Public Market as part of a planned redevelopment of the Washington Plaza Shopping Center and to begin a process of co-site planning the public market in partnership with the shopping center owners. And then lastly, I understand there are some registrants here tonight uh, wishing to speak on agenda item number 20. So I would uh, exclude from the consent motion agenda item 20, which is accepting the report of the chief of police for year in 2015 police overtime costs. So in summary, I believe the exclusion items are public hearing items on 20, excuse me, 2 through 8 and then reconsideration item number 12 Madison Police Department overtime report agenda item 20 public market resolution agenda item 25 and a certified survey map agenda item number 53 and if there's a second it would be appropriate I think to recognize older person McKinney at this time for her motion on abstention and recusal of item 29 Yes, Alderman McKinney on item 29. Thank you very much, Mr. Mayor. Um, agenda item number 29, legislative file number 42696, approving the provision of the 2016 Emerging Opportunities Program EOP funds. I'd like to officially recuse myself. I'm directly connected with the Time Bank. Thank you. And Alderwoman Rommel? I think I'm... This is the right time, Mayor, to make the item number 53. Motion on 53 Motion is part, yes. To approve item number 53, legislative file 42146, approving a certified survey map of property owned by J.H. Findorf, Inc. and L.I.G.I.N. LLC, located at 222 South Bedford Street, 4th Alder, Mammoth District. Thank you. If I might, then, Mayor, for uh, including item Actually, if I could request, just because it would be awkward, if the consent motion is um, made by myself and seconded by all the personal could we actually take item 53 up separately and I'll make my recusal motion then? Yes. Thank you. So, so we'll have acted on the recommendations on every item on the agenda if this motion is carried, with the exception of 2 through 8, 12, 20, 25, and 53. And it'll be noted that. Uh, Alderman McKinney is, has been recused in voting on uh, item 29, and that Alderwoman Rummel made the motion separately. That will be taken up later on uh, 53, and Alderman Revere is recused on that. On the matter then before us, uh, any items for clarification? Any reason we cannot come to a vote at this time? Seeing none, all those in favor of the motion, aye. Aye. Opposed, no. Motion carries. This time we'll declare a public hearing open on item number two. Creating a section of the Madison General Ordinances, changing zoning at 613-621 West Doty. The hearing is open. There are registrations on item two from Ann Morrison, supporting, available to answer questions, and from Andrew Laufenberg, is that right? Something close to that. 
also supporting you to be able to answer questions. Um, recommendation to the councils to adapt. Are there any questions of the two registrants? Seeing none, declare the public hearing closed. Declare a hearing open on item three, which is to make amendments to the Madison General Ordinances, provide bulk requirements for community living arrangements, housing cooperatives, and lodging houses. The recommendation to the councils to adapt. Um, there are no registrations, so we'll declare the hearing closed. Item four, declare a hearing open on amendments to the ordinance to clarify the definition of tavern and add the definition of artist photographer studio. Recommendations to the councils to adapt. The hearing's open. There are no registrations. The hearing's closed. On item five, declare a hearing open, creating amendments to the general ordinances to allow underground parking in a district to extend into the rear yard setback under certain conditions. The recommendation to councils to adapt. There is a registration, not neither supporting or opposing, but wishing to speak from Noel uh, Hooper Lofton. Six. There are no registrations on this item, and we'll declare the hearing closed. Declare a hearing open on item six. Amendment to the ordinances to increase the minimum off-street parking requirements for daycare centers. Recommendation of councils to adapt. There, clear uh, the public hearing open. There's a registration from Noel Cooper Lofton. You're supporting or opposing, but wishing to speak. Hi, my name is Noel Hooper Lofton, and I just wanted to make a few points about um, the parking issue. Um, to me, uh, I'm, I wrote down that I am neither supporting nor opposing, but I am leaning towards opposing because I'm thinking this might be a little bit of a Trojan horse as far as getting properties to not have to go through the conditional use oversight when... Um, like reestablishing like a residential property into something that is a daycare. And I don't think it's just the parking, say you have enough stalls that makes it worthy of the status of a conditional use property. The use of the property is just so radically different from a residential property that it's, it's night and day. It's not just it's not just the parking that makes a, a property um, deserving of the conditional use um, designation. Um, it, and here it's saying that you know it, one thing I, reason I didn't oppose it was because they're increasing the allotment of, for bikes and cars, which is a good thing. But the reality is is that it's it's just not going to be enough no matter what. It's like I take my kids out to um, La Follette, which has tons of parking, and people will park on the basketball court rather than walk, you know, 100 feet, 100 yards, whatever it is, from the larger parking lot to the, to the areas where they want to be. People will not walk. People um, are in a hurry, and they will do... Um, 
take whatever shortcut, whatever means they need to just get their business done. Um, and then I just wanted to say quickly about other things that make maybe should make thing, uh, property a uh, conditional use is um, perhaps if it's going to be a nonprofit, if it crosses, if if the condition, if the uh, um, parking has to cross a uh, residence lot, that might make it a good reason for it to not be to skip the conditional use uh, moniker. Um, the fact that they are daycares are commercial enterprises and they go on a 24-hour cycle which is very different than your residential you know your average person's household you're you're not on that same cycle but you can be in opposition you can find yourself in opposition to that schedule very quickly and you, you have this whole um, sort of avalanche of people then that are on you because you're in opposition to what you're living next to. So I think there's a lot of other issues that, that would make it necessary to not just let properties avoid conditional use just because they have enough parking. And I, I guess that's all I have to say about it. Thank you. Thank you. Any questions of the registrant? Seeing none, thank you very much. Uh, I believe that will conclude that public hearing then. We'll move on to item 7, amending the ordinances to require that the concept of the planned development of a landmark, landmark site, or an historic district be presented to the Landmark Commission before being presented to the Urban Design Commission. Recommendation of councils to adopt. The hearing is open. There are no registrations. The hearing is closed. Declare a hearing open on item 8. Creating sections of the general ordinances to amend a plan district development of property at 601 Langdon in the 8th Aldermanic District. Hearings open. The recommendation of councils to re refer. There's no objection. There are no registrations. We will not close the public hearing, but the uh, hearing will be re referred uh, with the uh, motion to adopt the recommendation. That concludes our public hearings. Uh, is there a motion on adoption of item recommendations on items two through eight? Alderman Brevere? We ask all the alderperson Rummel to please make a motion. Um, I move approval of item number two uh, with the recommendations of the plan commission. On two? On two. Is there a second? Is there a second on two? Second. Thank you. Discussion on the question? Did you want to speak to this? I, I do. Uh, thank you, Mayor. Uh, I, I'd like to uh, recuse myself from the consideration of agenda item two and be noted as abstaining on the motion. Thank you. For agenda item number two, if I can explain to my colleagues, based on a uh, um, rather um, dated precedent of the City Ethics Board, uh, I believe that this is the due course to um, follow for this item as it relates to my personal position. To explain further, I own a condominium that's directly across the street from the proposed apartment that would be constructed uh, and believe that it, it could have an impact on the value of said condominium. And so to be cautious, I think it's appropriate to uh, recuse myself from, from this item and ask to be uh, recorded as abstaining. Thank you. Thank you. Further discussion? Seeing none. All those in favor, aye. 
Opposed, no. Motion carries. On three through eight, Alderman Revere. Thank you. I move to adopt the report of the um, plan commission in each instance, which is to uh, adopt with plan then to uh, re-refer to the plan commission agenda item number, recess the public hearing, and re-refer to the plan commission agenda item number eight. Thank you. There is a second discussion. Seeing none, all those in favor, aye. Aye. Opposed, no. Motion carries. That takes us to item number 12. Hi. Do you want I move reconsideration? Is there a second? Motion and a second on reconsideration of item 12. Discussion on the question. Seeing none, Alderman Gruber. Thank you. The reason I'd like to speak up on this is because, uh, and thank you for that motion, that I um, had a phone call from a constituent right after our last meeting, so I thought it's important to discuss this just briefly. Madison's an isthmus, not an island. And uh, that what the Supreme Court does directly and indirectly affects us as a city and our residents. And um, in addition to speak up, to have our voice heard either individually or as a council, I think is a very important um, thing to do. The, con the constituent who called me, he, he mentioned during the Vietnam War where the city council of Madison would refuse to take a stand on some of the important issues of the day. And he uh, made that um, point to me clearly, and I wanted to pass that point along. Thank you. Thank you. Alderman McKinney? As for a roll call vote. On reconsideration, a roll call vote's been requested. All those in favor, aye. All those opposed, no. And the clerk will call the roll. King, I've started a roll call. What is your there point of There might be some confusion. I just want to make sure everyone's clear. All we're voting on now is whether or not we're going to reconsider. That's we're not correct. actually voting on the item. That's correct. Thank you. Thank you. On reconsideration, go ahead. Alder Kemmel. Aye. Kemmel, aye. King? Aye. King, aye. Palm? Aye. Palm, aye. Fair? Aye. Fair, aye. Rummel? Aye. Rummel, aye. Skidmore? Aye. Skidmore, aye. Revere? Aye. Revere, aye. Wood? Aye. Wood, aye. Zellers? Aye. Zellers, aye. Aarons? Aye. Aye. Uh, Balde? Yes. Balde, aye. Bedarsilov? Bedarsilov, aye. Carter? Carter, I cheeks. Aye. Cheeks, I clear. Aye. Clear, I Demarb. Aye. Demarb, I Eskrich. Eskrich, I Gruber. Aye. Gruber, I Hall. Aye. Hall, I Harrington McKinney. Aye. Harrington McKinney, I. Unanimous, I vote. The motion is carried. The motion, the appropriate motion now, is the last motion before the body uh, prior to the reconsideration on this item and that was a motion to adopt. So a motion before us is a motion to adopt which has been seconded. Discussion on the issue please. Discussion. Aldrin Palm. I, I suppose I, I, I certainly sent uh, everyone an email as to the reasons why but I do certainly want to give a moment uh, for the public to, to understand my mo um, motives for uh, reconsidering um, and certainly I, I can appreciate uh, and have participated in uh, previous acts of the co commission to, to not participate in 
uh, things uh, national or international that we cannot control. It's just sometimes we just do things for the sake of doing things, and, and this uh, body uh, does take up time and, and city staff and, and resources to, to do that. Um, however, um, you know, there are times when uh, we can make a, an impact, and so um, I have come to know more about um, the purpose of this resolution and the greater uh, community-based efforts to um, convince not not nationally but locally. So we are all represented by two uh, senators of the U.S. Senate. Um, who have to make um, action uh, to um, uh, to vote on the the appointment or the the appointment and so nomination and so you know this is sort of a direct call out to our U.S. senators of the state of Wisconsin uh, to ask them to move forward with the process. So uh, thank you for your consideration for for this motion. For the discussion on the question, Alderman Vivier, would you please take the chair? Thank you for uh, moving reconsideration. I unfortunately was not here at the last council meeting, and I just want to set the record straight as to what has transpired and make it very clear what the issue is here. There is before the United States Senate a request by the President of the United States to confirm an appointment to the United States Supreme Court. At the present time, the United States Supreme Court is viewed as having an even number of justices, which means that quite often there will be tie votes if there is not a ninth member of the U.S. Supreme Court. There are some people in this country who believe that the President of the United States, at least this particular President, is not entitled to serve out four years of his term and consequently they refuse to take up even, even the consideration of appointing his nominee to the United States Supreme Court even though it's made a year prior to the expiration of the president's term. There are a number of senators in the United States who are up for election. And many of them are part of the cabal in the U.S. Senate, which refuses to do its job. In the meantime, there are many serious cases which affect the citizens of this city and our future. Interestingly enough, one of them is in a federal court today where the Madison City Clerk testified on the atrocious voter identification bill adopted by the Wisconsin legislature 
and signed by our governor, a case that will undoubtedly end up at the U.S. Supreme Court. We have a firm commitment, and it affects the operation of this city and our dedication to equal rights for all people. And there are many cases that fall into that category which will be considered. I received a call from a representative of the President of the United States asking this Common Council to take up this matter. I asked the city attorney to review the matter and to craft the language for the resolution that came before you. to meet the standards of this council and the issues affected, particularly of great concern to the people of this city. I would hope, on behalf of the people we represent, that you would adopt this resolution and put us on record as saying that we recognize the presidency of Barack Obama, that he is entitled to a four-year term, that he is entitled to make a nomination to the Supreme Court of the United States within that four-year term, and that that nomination is entitled to consideration by the United States Senate as we deal with the difficulties of voter registration, the question of the rights of all people, regardless of race, of immigration status, by the way, which is an item that this council has repeatedly passed statements on. And in conclusion, let me ask you to come forward and give me your name so I can pass them on to the White House so that you can be the ones that they call the next time that there is a request that we take a position on an issue like this. Thank you. Thank you. Further discussion on the resolution? Seeing none, that will take us then to an immediate vote on the resolution and the motion to adopt the resolution. Those in... Alderperson McKinney? Yes, I'm on a roll call, please. Alderman McKinney, you requested a roll call on the question. All those in favor, aye. Opposed, no. And the clerk will call the roll. Alder Kemmel. Aye. Aye. King. Aye. Aye. Palm. Aye. Aye. Fair. Aye. Aye. Rummel. Aye. Aye. Skidmore. Aye. Aye. Verveer. Aye. Aye. Wood. Aye. Aye. Zellers. Aye. Aye. Aarons. Aye. Balday. Aye. Bidar Silov. Aye. Carter. Aye. Cheeks. Aye. Clear. Aye. DeMarp. Aye. Eskrich. Aye. Gruber. Aye. Hall. No. Harrington McKinney. Aye. Aye. 
19 to 1. 19 ayes, 1 now the motion has been adopted. Uh, we have three items remaining on the agenda, 20, 25, and 53. I want to point out to the council that there's a registration on item 20. You'll have to make a decision as to whether or not it's germane. The person is registered to speak about, quote, more police. In addition, there is about another 15 registrations, which are not on any item on the agenda, but some of them indicate uh, that the discussion is on more police. I don't know what you wish to do with these items. Um, so, uh, Alderman Clear. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Uh, there is a discussion going on at a county meeting um, regarding policing levels. I don't know any more details on that, but it's possible that some of the registrants um, may actually be intending to speak at that meeting rather than ours. No. Oh, okay. Alderman Ververe. Just, just wanted to clarify. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. On agenda item number 20, I move to accept the report of the Chief of Police, the year-end 2015 police overtime report. Is there a second? Motion is second. There's a registration here from Nell Schaefer. Is it Nell or Neil? Nell? Thank you. Uh, my name is Nell Schaefer. I am here to testify about a current Madison Police Department proposal. Um, the proposal that we are aware of um, that came from one of the committees um, overseeing the, or having to do with the police department and public safety is that the proposal would be to hire 40 new police officers, 10 officers each year for the next four years. Um, this hasn't been proposed yet to the council, so this is, it was new information to us as um, concerned community members, um, and we wanted to um, get ahead of the, the process because we feel very passionately that um, the city of Madison should not be spending more money on police. Um, the police are responsive and not preventative. Um, and if we want crime to decrease in Madison, as all of us, I'm sure, we, we, we want safety in our communities as well and we need preventative solutions not responsive solutions so police show up after there's already been violence they often don't even interrupt violence um, and so what we'd like to see is a lot of money that money any money that would be spent on more police to be put into um, housing stable housing for people we'd like to see more education in the community we'd specifically like to see black-led economic development initiatives and we'd also like to see um, mental wellness money that money spent on mental wellness um, I think that is, um, and also I think, yeah, it, it definitely relates to um, Tony Robinson and his murder. Um, and so we clearly don't need more police officers who respond to situations with um, escalating violence. Uh, we need we need mental health support, we need um, crisis counseling, we need de-escalation services as well. So we definitely want to get ahead of this proposal and say no more funding for hiring any new officers for the Madison Police Department. Thank you. Are there any questions of the registrant? Seeing none. Um, I don't know what you want to do about the rest of these registrations, which are not on any particular item. But at this time, uh, the matter before us is adoption. Further discussion? Seeing none. All those in favor, aye. Aye. Opposed, no.
What, what what's the will of the council? I all the Kimball. Um, it seems like these people should have spoken before we began our meeting. If they're registered to speak on an item that's not on our agenda, did are we taking this up out of order? Or? Oh. Council does not have a process for people to speak on just anything before we start. That's a process that's used in other bodies, but not the city council. What does the council wish to do at this time? Alderman, Alderman Rivera. Rivera. Well, thank you, Mayor. It seems to me, speaking only for myself, that if there are members of the community present and they have registered, or they can register after they speak, that and they wish to be heard on the issue of Madison Police Department overtime, then they should be given that ability to speak. And I saw at least two individuals, Mayor, in the gallery that acknowledged uh, that they would like to speak on this agenda item relating to the police department overtime. And who are those people, please? Diane. Your name? to follow you then um, uh, next will be Joan and after that will be M. Adams and after that will be Kajla um, bye <clears throat> good evening um, I'm T. Banks a member of Freedom Inc a little over a year ago, we started marching in the streets demanding that the city build the people and not the jail. Shortly five months later, on March 6, Tony Robinson was shot and murdered by Officer Matt Kinney. Tony Robinson was a black teen who was struggling with his friends, called for the cops, called for help for the cops, and he was brutally shot and murdered. He was just a kid, and he was only 19. This past Thursday marks the one-year anniversary of the non-indictment of Matt Kinney for the murder of Tony Robinson. We are saying that we do not want uh, the community we do not want Madison to invest into more cops but we want them to invest back money back into the black community so that we can determine self-determine for ourselves Recently, we learned that the city of Madison is trying to hire four new officers, and we heard that our city is unsafe and that we need more officers. People are saying that our city is unsafe due to the quote-unquote black-on-black violence that is happening and the recent five shootings that have happened. We know that Matt Kinney... And in order for that, that the 40 new officers that will be hired will be, will be trained under Matt Kinney. Matt Kinney is back in the office, and he is actually training police officers. So with those new 40 officers coming in, they will be trained under an officer who did not think and decided to shoot and murder Tony Robinson. There is a proposal being developed that the, that the 40 new officers will be happening over the next four years, and that would cost $5 million annually. Other cities of comparable size and crime rates typically, typically have 60 few, fewer cops than Madison has. In fact, we have so many cops that we have five police districts. 
and within five miles of each other. Within two miles right of this building right here, we have the state capitol police, we have the UW police, we have the city of Madison police, we have the town of Madison police, and we also have Fitchburg police. Why would we have all of these police districts policing? And actually, they're all located in parts of the city where mostly are inhabited by black folks. And as we know, with the crime rates that are happening, as we know with the rates that are happening with the jail, which is sitting right above us, is that 50% of the jail is black, but there's only 6%, 6 of the people of Madison are black. But they're saying that so much that black-on-black -black crime is a problem. We know that the only problem that it there is is that there is so much economic deprivation in Madison that people turn to horizontal violence um, in order to be able to get things for themselves in order to survive poverty. So the real question is that we should not continue to invest in more cops, but that we should at least take that money and reinvest it back into the black community so that the economic deprivation will not cause more violence in our communities. Thank you. Thank you. All right. M. Adams? John Moore. Okay. Hello. Hi, everyone. I'm Joan. Um, so... Again, the MPD wants to spend an estimated $6 million annually on hiring 40 new police officers. We demand that this money be invested in black-led economic development initiatives and mental wellness services that lift people up and create real safety in our community. Police are responsive, not uh, preventative. More cops does not mean more safety or less crime. True safety will come from everyone getting their basic needs met, economic opportunities, equitable service, affordable housing, and other preventative solutions. We want to stop the violence we are seeing, but more policing doesn't do this. Economic deprivation leads to horizontal violence in any community. We specifically need job development, education, housing, and mental wellness services. If we could put the $6 million into these tools of prevention, it would decrease violence. Madison already has around 60 more police officers than other cities with similar populations and crime rates, without even taking into account the UW, UW police and Capitol Police forces. What Tony Robinson needed was not a cop, cop with a gun. He needed crisis intervention, mental health support, and de-escalation. Matt Kenny is now training officers. If MPD hires 40 more cops, he'll be training many of them. Justice for Tony. Fire Matt Kenny and do not hire 40 new police officers. We want community control over the police. If we had community control over the cops, Tony would have never been killed. Kenny wouldn't have been a cop anymore after the, his murder of, of Ronald Brandon in 2007. Adding money to the police as a part of the criminal justice system in Madison will only exaggerate the extreme racial disparities we see in our community and expand the reach of mass incarceration. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Sorry, uh, Sorry, running up upstairs and down here in, in three minutes. Probably won't use it all, but um, so we were just upstairs talking about the new jail and um, I think I'm just going to tell you all a story. My family has been here since 1980. I came as a refugee kid. Um, I come from a, I mean, I lived in all of, uh, pretty much on the south side of Madison and Bayview my whole life. 
And I can tell you that in my 35 years of being in Madison, we've never once called the police. Uh, my family has never used the police. Uh, we've had many emergencies. We've had many new need for help. But it's just not uh, an option for us that we, that's not an option of help when we're asking for help. I've also started recently working more with Cambodian families. They also need, have a lot of uh, needs and um, have some basic, like human rights, human uh, basic needs that their children need, like um, shoes, clothing, food. Um, they have a place that they worship at where they go for mental wellness and medi um, meditation and stuff. It's a temple right outside of here. The majority of Cambodian folks go out there. And then I also work with a lot of like uh, poor, uh, black, queer, young, gender nonconforming folks. And I can tell you that they also don't use the police. And so it's not so much that we don't have a need or it's not so much. It's just not um, something that has helped us a lot in our life. And so if you want to, like, invest new money into something else, I'm telling you, like, we're fighting for what? What was it, like six hundred, seven hundred thousand dollars $700,000 for, like, hundreds of agencies, put it into human services, put it into places where you can see the change. My agency is really small, but I can tell you the impact on hundreds of families throughout the year with less than $500,000, like you can't, you can't measure that change. And it's not through investing in more criminal justice system, in, in the policing, but invest in communities, invest in children, invest in education, invest in human resources. If you're going to put this money into the police, please consider all the communities and all the families and all the elders and all the children who don't have their basic needs met. You know, and I can tell you, I'm not an expert, but I can tell you the shootings that have been happening, that, that has something to do with people's basic human needs and human, um, meeting their basic human uh, needs. And so as somebody in the community, and I, I mean, I come up and talk a lot about a lot of things, but I'm telling you, if you're going to invest any money into anything, invest in people and not any more buildings or any more uh, uh, police or any more criminal justice system stuff, because we don't need that. We need human services. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, Emmy Adams. Uh, all power to the people. Good to see some of you again. Um, a couple of things. So a lot of people are really, really uh, concerned with the question of safety, particularly in the black community, given the recent amount of gun violence. And I echo that. We feel that exact same way. That is my community. Those are people that I know. Those are people that I love and I care about me as a black person. Right. So we have very, very deep concern about the violence happening in the black community. Hence the history of our work at Freedom Inc. We've been working for over a decade on issues happening in the black community amongst black amongst black people with other black people right ranging from sexual violence domestic violence to gun violence and other things right so I come here with that urgency this is not new to me this is not a new priority to me and this is not a far removed subject a couple years ago two years ago in fact my brother was gunned down nearly lost him to gun violence right and what I can tell you is even though that was really, really hurtful, and even though there was a lot of pain and a lot of rage, a lot of confusion, even feelings to want to go and do something about it, what never came to my mind was more police. 
as a solution, right? And the person who did that, even though they have hurt me very deeply in a very close way, that is also not a faceless monster. I know that person who did it. My brother knows that person that did it. And at one point, I called that person my brother too, right? So this idea that there are these monsters in our community who need to be taken extracted from our community as though that is going to improve the wellness of my community overall is not true. And trust me, I know why there, why there are members in my community who say more police. I understand why they say that, because they want more safety. And right now, the state's response to the state's institution of safety is police. So naturally, people are saying it. I understand that. But I bet if you talk just a little bit more, right, even to my own grandmother, what she really wants is an opportunity for her grandson. Yes. If she could choose, if she could design his future, it wouldn't have a police officer and it wouldn't have a jail. This is an opportunity for Madison to do something different. We have a very healthy police force. That's the biggest line item in the budget. We have a well-resourced police force. Our police, look, in Madison we got MPD, we got the town of Madison police officers, we got UWPD, we got the state, we got more police than any, we got more than police than a lot of other people proportionately, right? We need to invest in radical solutions of the black community to actually prevent violence from happening instead of just having some people with guns come in and respond to it already happening, right? We need solutions to the economic de deprivation that is killing my community. We need solutions to the stressors caused by the economic, de economic deprivation in our community. This is well documented. There, the university is a mile away from here. There are people who are experts in this. We don't have to make this up. We don't have to pretend we, did, we never heard about this, right? This is the opportunity for us actually to, actually to do the thing that is right and to do, do the thing that is just. And that's to ultimately, fundamentally solve violence within the black community through human rights solutions and not more criminalization. Thank you. Thank you. Are there, are there any registrations? Is there anyone else who would register or wishes to speak? Um, how you doing? My name is Alex Shabazz. I'm a community organizer with Freedom Inc. I'm 24 years old and I've lived in Madison my whole life. Born and raised, don't know no other city. Um, I've lived on Buick, Saddle Ridge, Allied, Balsam, Park Edge, and Turbot this is where I stay now, which is, if you all remember, that's where the latest shooting happened, right off of Turbot. Um, these all areas have been labeled high crime areas. And I've witnessed and experienced a lot of violence, right, from um, people um, that are surviving poverty. I've seen someone stabbed over a bottle of liquor. I've seen from a distance drug deals go wrong. I've seen people break into empty houses to live in and then find out that the house was not in, was actually inhabited and then the violence that came after that. I've been jumped, pickpocketed, scammed, stolen from, raped by members of my own community. But nothing has ever struck more fear in my heart than the many, many, many police officers with guns who patrol my neighborhood. The state needs to stop using public safety as a way to tighten its colonial grip on the black community. The state clearly does not care about safety. If it cared about my safety, it, would have, it wouldn't have not have thrown me in jail for a t-shirt where my mental wellness challenge was exacerbated. If it cared about my safety, it would have taken away my health benefits because I got a $100 bonus at work, where now, and I have PTSD, I can no longer even take my medicine. I can no longer even see my therapist because I cannot afford to. Um, 
I have been to jail, and I guarantee you, also referencing the proposal that is upstairs in the PPMJ um, committee, a newer jail would not have made me um, feel safer. A bigger jail would have not have made me feel safer. Um, when 18-year-old um, Aprina Paul was murdered um, and chopped up by Nathan Middleton, why wasn't the state talking about safety then? Why is it that we only talk about public safety when black people do something? When Sierra Finkley called the police three times because her boyfriend, her domestic, her violent boyfriend was trying to kill her and her daughter, why didn't the state talk about safety then? When my 19-year-old my cousin ran all the way to my house crying like a baby because 10 police officers had stopped him at a local corner store, put guns in his back while, his, um, while they put his face in the ground, why weren't they talking about safety then? It seems like the state only wants to talk about safety when it's talking about violence that happens out of the black community. Like I said, I have experienced violence. I know that there is violence in my community. But I also know that the root cause of that violence is not that my people are inherently violent. I know for a fact, as a victim of violence, that if people had all the resources that they needed, that this violence would not occur. Again, instead of investing money back into the state that perpetuates state violence, and again, I do not think that we could compare state violence to violence that happens within our community. Someone who is sworn um, to protect me versus somebody who walks on the street, they should not be compared the same. They are not the same. A police killing an unarmed child is not the same yeah. as a young uh, as a young person who is living in poverty and doesn't have enough resources and kills somebody out of fear. That is not the same. So again, I ask you to invest in people, not in the state. Please vote against this proposal to add 40 more police to our already over-police state. Thank you. Uh, was there anyone else who had registered that wished to speak? Please, your name, please. Michael Lundick. Hi, thanks for hearing me. Um, MPD has recently been seeking a large increase in staffing. I'd respectfully like to note that, that Madison already has approximately 65 more officers than the average city of its size and level of violent crime, and that's not even including the University of Wisconsin and Capitol Police officers. Madison also has an above average number of officers given the number of calls for police service. If additional money is to be allocated to public safety, it would be far more effective to spend it on gun violence prevention items recommended by Michael Johnson and other community leaders, and items recommended by Alders, Cheeks, and Fair. Um, personally, I would like to see Madison implement the Chicago Youth Mentoring Program, Becoming a Man, as well as the very integrative approach developed by the Richmond, California Office of Neighborhood Safety. Both of these approaches have very strong evidence of efficacy with large impact on violence. For the Becoming a Man program, based on results observed in rigorous randomized trials, the financial benefits of society has been calculated as being up to 30-fold greater than the cost. So it's extremely cost-effective. Money spent on community development addressing poverty as a root cause would also be very desirable. Um, I think it's also important to adequately fund um, the ongoing review of MPD. Right now, MPD does have a legitimate de deficit with large sectors of the community, 
There's a great deal of research showing that impaired police legitimacy and the accompanying distrust strongly reduces citizen cooperation with police, and I believe we may be seeing effects of that. I believe the only way to restore MPD legitimacy in the eyes of much of the community is a thorough, adequately funded, comprehensive review and reform. I'd also like to echo something that M said. Too often I see people talking about, quote-unquote, criminals, um, yeah, people as other. I don't think that's helpful. Thank you for your time. Thank you. I see there's at least one late registrant for agenda item number 20. Were there any other members in the gallery that... Very good. See, so previously registered for item 20, sir? Not for, item 20. But for the item of the police department generally? Okay. Why don't you come forward and state your name, please? My name is Devin Martin. Thank you. You have um, three minutes, sir. Thank you. Uh, I have very little to add to the excellent comments that were already given to the council tonight. Um, I would just like to say that I moved to Madison a year ago from New Orleans. Uh, the state of Louisiana has a dishonor of being known as the incarceration capital of the world. And New Orleans is at the top of that list. Before I lived in New Orleans, I lived in Lafayette, which is the capital of, New of Louisiana for incarceration. In a city of 150,000 people, the jail at any time holds 1,200 to 1,800 people, more than 1% of the population. If we continue to add police and grow jails in this city, you're going to be continuing a path that's already been set forward through the southern states, the new Jim Crow, a system where you'll move towards private prisons, where you move towards incarceration, where you move towards a system that creates profit for judges, for bail bondsmen, for district attorneys. It creates an incentive for corruption. It creates an incentive to lock people up, and it does nothing to reduce crime and violence in communities. Crime and violence in Louisiana communities has not gone down. It's gone up. The only thing that addresses crime and violence is addressing the root cause of crime and violence, which most often, more often than not, is mental health and lack of resources. I work for the FSET program here in Wisconsin. I help to help people find work uh, who are on government assistance. And, you know, recently in the last year, Wisconsin's created a new experimental model where we make it mandatory for um, people who do not have dependent children to to participate in this program, a total of 20 hours a week. In some instances, we have folks on food share who get less than $200 a month and are required to work 80 hours a month in these work programs, oftentimes just doing busy work so that they can keep their food share benefits. And besides for some of the proposals that were put forward tonight as alternatives to hiring more police and building more jails, like black lad economic development initiatives, mental wellness services, job development, education, housing, and a committee to explore community control of police. And if you'd like a good example, look at the city of Berkeley, California, for how communities can be integrated into oversight of the police committee. It gives communities buy-in. It allows people to feel like they have some control over how they're policed. Another opportunity that we could explore here in Madison is that if the state is going to require folks to work their tails off to receive a piddly $200 a month in food share because they're hungry, then we can employ those people directly by the city. We've got plenty of opportunities to clean up parks, to work on streets. There's road construction everywhere. We've done this in this country before. It's worked. My grandfather was in the CCC when he was 17 years old, was sent around the country to build parks, and he came back a better man for it after serving in the military after that. We can create pathways for people to succeed, for people to gain access to resources, and we can show the rest of the state that this city has a progressive path that's different than the path that the state seems to be going down. And I can tell you don't want to go down that path. I come from a place that's gone down that path for the last 50 years. 
and it's not pretty. Thank you. Thank you. The next uh, registrant wishing to speak is Ronnie Barbet. Mr. Barbet. Thank you. I'm going to make this quick. I, I need your help. I need your support. And this is a very good alternative. There is a resolution 87 that was put out in 2012. It states that the homeless should have access to showers, laundry, or storage. Access from the elements, which is the snow, the wind, the rain, and the cold. And they should have access to resources, which is counseling, transportation, housing, and employment. I'm begging you to support Resolution 87. You can look it up. The Permanent Daytime Resource Center needs your support. Do not let the Neighborhood Association shut it down. There was a temporary daytime warming shelter, which I volunteered at. Use that as a prototype and make it bigger and better. Um, this daytime resource center will have resources for people to transition from homelessness into housing. Therefore, it will eliminate the need for additional police officers. And I want to thank you for even thinking about it. Thank you. So are there any other members of the community that have registered that wish to speak to this item of police department overtime? Seeing none then, the motion before the council is acceptance of the report of the police chief. Is there any discussion? Seeing none, those in favor of the motion to accept the report will say aye. Opposed, no. Motion carries. The ayes have it. The report is accepted. There are two items remaining to be considered this evening. The next is agenda item number 25 related to the Madison Public Market. Uh, Alderperson Rummel. Of the substitute authorizing city staff and the local food committee to explore the option of building the Madison Public Market as part of a planned redevelopment of the Washington Plaza Shopping Center and to begin a process of co-site planning the public market in partnership with the shopping center owners. Second. Moved and seconded to adopt the substitute resolution. Discussion? Alderperson Gruber. Thank you, Alder Bevere. Um, I guess I'm kind of surprised that other people didn't want to discuss this, that I was the one that pulled it from the consent. I'm sorry if I'm taking people's time. I know it's already getting late. But um, first of all, is there any update from uh, staff about the uh, public market? I guess that's my first question. Then I have a few brief comments, and I'd like to hear what other authors have to say. Thank you. There are several city staff members that have been working on this project with us this evening. Mr. Canelli, would you like to? begin by answering all the person Gruber's question. Sure. Um, I guess as far as an update, I'm not totally sure how far to go back. Um, just to give a few highlights. So uh, the city's been work the city worked on developing the public market business plan over about the last three years. Uh, after um, a lot of public outreach and analysis, uh, a lot of input from stakeholders, that was approved by the council back on October 6th of 2015. Uh, and that resolution accepting the business plan directed the city and the local food committee to take a uh, follow-up step of developing an implementation strategy. Uh, so the staff and the local food committee spent the next few months uh, working on a five-point implementation plan for how to bring the public market uh, business plan to fruition, which includes 
things like the governance structure, um, the operating plan, the financing plan, uh, design of the building, um, and programs to support uh, prospective vendors. Uh, and that implementation strategy was then accepted by the council back on March 15th. Uh, the resolution accepting the implementation strategy directed a couple of next steps, uh, including going out for bid to bring on board somebody to help with the financial planning and fundraising aspect of the, pro of the project, uh, moving forward what we've, what we've dubbed the Market Ready Program, which is a training and technical assistance and microenterprise grant program for prospective vendors, uh, and moving forward with uh, design of the, of the building. Um, the, the, what we had anticipated doing was bringing on board uh, an architect to do schematic and design development architecture of the public market in the fleet building um, with the owners of the Washington Plaza coming forward with this alternative option of the shopping center we're uh, proposing uh, through this resolution to kind of redirect some of that work and spend some time over the summer doing uh, this initial site planning to look at the, the shopping center site uh, as well as the fleet building. So I, I guess that's, uh, that's sort of an update. Um, have to answer more detailed questions. Well, I guess my question, and it's not really clear from the resolution here either, is is what's envisioned a complete redevelopment of the whole site, or is it reusing the uh, shopping center building for a market? That's uh... It's complete redevelopment of the shopping center site. So the owners um, bought the property a, a few years ago with the intent of redeveloping it. Um, the existing shopping center is uh, outdated and at the end of its uh, useful life. Um, so, you know, what we've sort of so far informally chatted with them about is uh, doing a master plan where we would um, work with them on a plan to redevelop the entire site, potentially incorporate the public market building as part of that redevelopment. Um, the city would own... Uh, the building and the public market would be operated by the nonprofit as proposed in the business plan, uh, and then the owners of the shopping center would do some redevelopment around it. But yeah, the plan would be to, to scrape the existing shopping center and redevelop. Thank you. Um, if anyone else has questions, I'll defer to others. Otherwise, I just have comments. Do you have a Thank you. There's no one else in the queue at this point. Are there any questions by any others of city staff? Seeing none, all person group or discussion? Um, thank you. Well, I just think that this opens up the uh, this site to uh, um, well, it opens up many possibilities first, and I think it's very exciting. It, off, it it's also will be much more complicated and, invo and involved with complete redevelopment of the site. But I think that that makes it, in the end, a, a much more inviting uh, space for the uh, for the market and and a mixed use um, development. Um, and I'd like to make one suggestion, and and that would be that we uh, organize a walking tour of the site. Obviously, the uh, I think it was Fiore, but Washington Plaza is a public site that we could walk, but I believe this fleet services, you know, we, we'd want to uh, organize that. Um, in addition, we'd want to probably notice it so it's not a walking quorum as a, as a tour. But I think a, a tour by interested alders would be uh, beneficial. And uh, if I need to make that request in another channel, I'll be happy to do that as well. Thank you. Thank you for the discussion, Alderperson Palm. Uh, I just wanted to offer an invitation for anyone to come to District 12 for a tour. <laughs>
Anytime, right? Is there further discussion on the motion to adopt the substitute resolution? Seeing none, those in favor of the motion will say aye. Aye. Opposed, no. Ayes have it. Motion carries. Uh, Alderperson Bidar. I would like to be noted that abstaining. Okay, Alderperson Bidar, you will be noted as abstaining on the previous vote. Thank you. Uh, there's one item remaining before adjournment on our uh, agenda this evening, and that's agenda item number 53, a resolution approving a certified survey map of property owned by J.H. Findorf Inc. and L.I.G.I.M. LLC, located at 222 South Bedford Street. Uh, Alderperson Rummel, a motion, please. I move adoption of the report of the Department of Planning and Community and Economic Development with a recommendation to adopt item 53. Second. Moved and seconded to adopt uh, the resolution approving a certified survey map for reasons previously noted tonight. I will uh, recuse myself from this item and ask to be recorded as abstaining, please, on this item. Seeing no further discussion, those in favor of the motion to adopt will say aye. Aye. Opposed, no. Aye. Silent motion carries. I believe that takes us to adjournment. Traditionally, Alderperson King, would you do the honors? Move adjournment. So moved and, moved and seconded to adjourn. Those in favor will say aye. Aye. Opposed, no. The ayes have it. We are adjourned. Thank you all.